Welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. Valley Point Church is a faith community located in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania. Our mission is pointing people to real relationships and real significance. Enjoy and thanks for listening. paragraph of scripture we're going to unpack today is found in the book of Acts. You can go ahead and find chapter 1 if you have a Bible or a device, and these words will also appear on the screen in just a few moments as I read. So the book of Acts, it's the fifth book in the New Testament. It follows all of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Acts is written by a guy named Dr. Luke who happened to be a physician. He's also the author of the book of Luke. So Acts is somewhat of a continuance of the things that Luke wrote about in his gospel. And it's just a unique, pivotal, historical book. Because what we discover in the book of Acts, and this is what we'll uncover today, is that it is describing the early stages of the church. So this is where it begins, this is where it starts, and it's really exciting. So let me give you some context. The close followers of Jesus have just experienced quite a bit with him. They watched his betrayal, his trial, his beatings, and his death. They watched all of that. And then they experienced his resurrection And then just a short time after that, 40 days to be exact, Jesus went back to heaven. And so you got to wonder, what about these close followers? I mean, the one that they had given their lives to, the one that they had been following, the one who had been teaching them, the one who gave them confidence, this Jesus is now just gone. What in the world are they supposed to do? Well, it's interesting because Jesus did not leave them without some information. He gave them an action plan. And it's that action plan that I want to discuss today. So let's look at Acts chapter 1. I'm going to begin reading with verse 8. And out of respect for God and his word, will you please stand with me? These are the words of Jesus now. He's talking to these close followers after all of the events. And he says this in verse 8. But you will receive power. I want you to remember that word for a few moments because we're going to come back to that and really dig into it and define what that means. It's a remarkable statement. Again, Jesus looking at these individuals saying, you're going to receive something. What you're going to receive is power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That's your job. In other words, followers, this is what you get to do. Verse 9. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you 
into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. And may God add his blessing to the reading of his words. You may be seated. There are two thinking points that jump right out of this description in Scripture. And again, I want you to keep in mind Acts is a pivotal historical book. So it's describing the launching of this new organization called the church. And again, here's a couple of thinking points that jump right out of Acts chapter 1. Thinking point number one, the church has been given power. It's a really incredible thought. That the church, not just then, but the church now, which is us, it's those who have trusted in Jesus alone to save them, they have been given power. The very first part of verse 8 says this, but you will receive, say the word with me, power. Let's try it again. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So picture this now. Jesus has these followers around him. And again, they have walked through so much. They watched his betrayal and trial and his beatings and his death. And he was resurrected, and I'm sure they were thrilled about that. But 40 days later, he's now leaving. And so Jesus gathers these followers to say, look, I've had a great run with you, but I'm going back to my Father in heaven. I've accomplished my purpose here on earth. And so I'm going back, but I'm going to make a promise to you. I'm leaving, and I know we're close, and you're depending on me, and you receive strength from me. I'm leaving. I'm going back to my Father, but I'm going to make a promise to you, and here's the promise. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. And when he comes, within you as believers, you will have, here's our word, power. An interesting word because... In the Greek, the word is dunamis, and that word actually means might, strength, or ability, and really a combination of those things. And so here's Jesus again talking to these followers. They're probably getting a little sentimental. Jesus is returning. He's no longer going to be with them, and he says, it's okay. I'm going to make this promise. I'm sending to you the Holy Spirit, and he will give you might. He's the one who's going to give you strength. And he's going to give you ability. This is what the Holy Spirit will do. Now, let's apply this today. So, the message is the same. Church, we have been given might and strength and ability. All right, I want you to keep that in mind Because here's the second thinking point, and that is the church has been given something to do. Specifically, the church has been given something to do with that might and strength and ability. If you look at verse 8 again, it says, And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So here's the job description of the church. Here's the mandate. Here's the list. Here's what they were asked to do, and it's really the same for us. Everywhere that you go, I want you to live as a representative of me. I want you to live as a sent one 
telling people about me everywhere, where you live, where you work, where you play, where you go to school, live as sent ones and tell people about me. This is the purpose and the mission of the church. It's pretty simple, really. Sometimes we may overcomplicate it with a lot of language and verbiage, but when you dive into Acts chapter 1 and you see Jesus returning to heaven and saying, here's the deal, you're going to have might and strength and ability to do this, to live as one who is sent to represent me everywhere that you go. This is the heartbeat and the mission of the church. Listen, I believe that when the church is working right, which is kind of a statement there, because often the church doesn't work right. And that's just a sad testament to the reality of the church world. But when the church is working right, when they understand Acts chapter 1 and how we have been given might and strength and ability, and we have this mission, this mandate to go and live as sent ones, Here's what I believe happens. When the church is working right, lost people get found. Found people grow up into their full spiritual potential. Bored people find a purpose. Lonely people find connection. The poor get served with dignity. And the community in which that church is in finds help in practical ways. That's just what can and should be happening when the church is working right. I think you've chosen a great Sunday to be here as we just talk about how Valley Point specifically attempts to live out what we find in Acts chapter 1, this purpose of the church. Welcome to White Napkin Sundays. I've been looking forward to this for some time. You have a program, and on the program is a napkin. So take that out. I want you to look at it because I'm going to ask you to draw some things in just a moment, so be sure that you're ready to do that. I will also say this napkin on your program is so special that if you spill your coffee, you don't even have to run out to get napkins. You can just use that and it'll soak it right up. It's that incredible, all right? So have that ready. Thank you so much for being here. As again, we just talk about some of the things that we're doing here at Valley Point to live out Acts chapter 1 because when the church is working right, wow, there's amazing things that can happen. Here's our big idea for today, and that is what and how. What and how form the foundation of Valley Point's vision. What I want to do today is I want to go back and kind of talk about some very simple things just to keep us focused. So what are we doing as a church? What is that? And it would be my hope and dream that everybody who comes to Valley Point would be able to say, well, here's what Valley Point is doing. Maybe you can't say it perfectly. That's fine. But there are some words we can attach to that question that I think adequately describe what's happening and lives out Acts chapter 1. So what are we doing? And then how do we do the what? And so again, you've you've chosen just a, a great Sunday to be here as a church We have a mission to fulfill that God has given to us. We have that. And if we don't diligently work at living that mission out, we will begin to drift in what we're doing. And mission drift is a very dangerous thing for a company, for an organization, even for a church. 
Mission drift is something we have to avoid. Have you ever heard of mission drift? You ever heard of that? That's where an organization begins doing this. Here's our mission. This is what we are all about and what we will accomplish with our resources and with our people and with all of our energy. This is our mission. And they start out doing that. Generally, they do it well. They do it with a lot of strength and passion. But in time, they begin to drift a little bit. And instead of doing what their original mission was, all of a sudden, they find themselves doing a lot of other things, many of which may not be bad at all. But it's not their original mission. And so instead of being over here, living their intended purpose, they begin to drift. And all of a sudden, they're way over here. And they have no idea how they got from there to here. They have just drifted. And they're no longer as passionate and as purposeful as they could be. My guess is you've all been involved in an organization or a group or a team that started out on mission, but then they began to drift at some point, and they just had no idea what they were doing anymore, and it was very frustrating to people. Mission drift is very dangerous, and as a church, if we begin to we will be in a lot of trouble. And so, again, today, it's kind of ringing the bell a little bit, going back to some simple things, like what are we doing? What are we doing as a church? And how do we do those things? And how does that fit into Acts chapter 1? All right, to illustrate mission drift, I want to read a story to you. Are you okay with the story? All right, so kick off your shoes if you want to do that. If you're brave enough, that's fine. Take a deep breath. And I want you to listen to this story. Here we go. By the way, before I read, let me say this. I've shared this story before. It's about mission drift. And I want to read this story once or twice a year. So some of you have heard it before. If you've heard it, enjoy it again. If you've never heard it, take all of this in because you're going to hear it a lot because it's just going to help us stay on mission. So here we go. Story time at Valley Point. On a dangerous seacoast, Where shipwrecks often occur, there was once a crude little life-saving station. The building was just a hut, and there was only one boat. But the few devoted members kept a constant watch over the sea, and with no thought for themselves, they went out day or night tirelessly searching for the lost. Many lives were saved by this wonderful little station so that it became famous. Some of those who were saved and various others in the surrounding areas wanted to become associated with the station and give of their time and money and effort for the support of its work. New boats were bought and new crews were trained, and the little life-saving station grew. It's a great story, isn't it? But some of the new members of the life-saving station were unhappy that the building was so crude and so poorly equipped They felt that a more comfortable place should be provided as the first refuge of those saved from the sea. So here's what they did. They replaced the emergency cots with beds and put better furniture in an enlarged building. Now the life-saving station became a popular gathering place for its members. And they redecorated it beautifully and furnished it as sort of a club Less of the members were now interested in going to sea on life-saving missions, and so they hired lifeboat crews to do this work. The mission of life-saving was still given lip service, but most were too busy or lacked the necessary commitment to take part 
in the life-saving activities personally. About this time, a large ship was wrecked off the coast, and the hired crews brought in boatloads of cold, wet, and half-drowned people. They were dirty and sick, and some spoke a strange language, and the beautiful new club was considerably messed up. So the property committee immediately had a shower house built outside the club where victims of shipwreck could be cleaned up before coming inside. At the next meeting, there was a split in the club membership. Most of the members wanted to stop the club's life-saving activities as being unpleasant and a hindrance to the normal life pattern of the club. But some members insisted that life-saving was their primary purpose and pointed out that they were still called a life-saving station. But they were finally voted down and told that if they wanted to save the life of all the various kinds of people who were shipwrecked in those waters, they could begin their own life-saving station down the coast. And they did. As the years went by, the new station experienced the same changes that had occurred in the old. They evolved into a club, and yet another life-saving station was founded. If you visit the seacoast today, you'll find a number of exclusive clubs along that shore. Shipwrecks are still frequent in those waters. Only now, most of the people drown. It's a sad story, isn't it? Don't you love sad stories on Sunday morning? That's just great. Well, listen, here's the deal, and here's why I share the story, and I will continue to do that because it is a perfect example of mission drift. Here's a group, here's an organization that started out doing this, and this was their mission. And Good things happened, they had momentum and energy, they grew and they changed, and all of a sudden, they found themselves way over here. They drifted from their mission. Even though they were still called a life-saving station, there really was no life-saving happening. Now, I will say this is a marvelous time to be a part of Valley Point Church. I just love what God is doing right now. We're growing. There is energy. We're building a new home less than a mile down the road here, and that's all in motion, and this is good news, and I'm excited about how God is using us in this community and even around the world. But I will tell you, it's very easy to drift in our mission. And even with all of the energy and all of the movement, We don't want to wake up someday and say, you know what, all of a sudden we're way over here and we have no idea how we got here and we just drifted in our mission and we're no longer about the business of saving people and providing hope for those who don't know anything about the saving message of Jesus Christ and the gospel, the good news that he brings. We don't want that to happen and it can easily happen. So again, today we're just ringing the bell. We're talking about some very simple, basic things. I want to remind you of our mission and to do that, there's two questions. What are we doing as a church? We've got to answer that. We've got to know that. So what are we doing and, and how do we do the what? For some of you, this is going to be brand new information. You've never heard this before. Maybe you're brand new to Valley Point. You've been kicking the tires to see if this is where you want your faith home to be. And I hope that you are encouraged with what you hear and that you sense this is a place where you can unpack your bags and make a faith home. I hope you see that today. Many of you have heard this described before, but guess what? It's good because we got to remind ourselves of our mission. So what are we doing 
And how do we do the what? Are you ready for this? Let's begin with the what question. What are we doing as a church? And you don't have to draw anything quite yet, okay? I want you to take this in because I'm going to ask you to draw something in just a moment. Let's think about the what. What are we doing as a church? Well, we are here to point people to real relationships and real significance. That's our what. So what are we doing? Well, we're pointing people to real relationships and real significance. What are we doing? Pointing people to real relationships and real significance. What are we doing? We're pointing people to real relationships and real significance. And I want to think through that for just a moment. Let's think about the real relationship part. I want everybody who walks through the doors of Valley Point Church to understand and to know and to get really excited about the fact that they can have a real relationship with God. I want everybody to know that. It's possible. And that's the best friendship you could ever have. And God offers to us this gift of friendship when we trust in the work of His Son Jesus alone to save us. And when we understand that He came and He died for our sins and he rose again. That's the message of the gospel. And when we trust in that alone without adding anything to it, we have this forever friendship with God. And I want everybody who comes to this place, no matter who they are, where they've been, what has happened in their life, to know you can have and you can enjoy a forever friendship with God. That is possible, and it's a great thing. A great thing. Outside of that, I want people to know that you can also enjoy relationships with others. And I believe one of the greatest places that you can find meaningful and lasting and helpful and wise relationships is found within the church. I believe that exists. And as I look out, I have many friends out here. And I'm thankful for you and for your encouragement. And I hope that I have been encouraging to you as well. You are friends that I never would have had were I not a part of Valley Point Church. And you can probably look around the room and say, you know what, I'm a friend with him or with her. And I hope that you are grateful for those relationships. Look, I want everybody to know, real relationship with God, that's possible, and I can know that, and I can enjoy that. I also want everybody who walks through the doors of this place to say, you know what, I've got great friends at Valley Point Church who encourage me. So we're just trying to point people to real relationships with God and with others. And then guess what? We have the opportunity to do really significant things with the one life that God has given to us. And we only have one life. And I think God has wired us to do significant things for him that put a smile on his face with the one life that God has given to us. And so the question becomes, will I be on mission with my one life? You know, I shared last week in some pastoral confessions that one of the things I'm discovering is that life just moves shockingly fast. Not just fast, shockingly fast. And this past week, I had the honor of officiating a funeral for a friend. And it was kind of a difficult thing to do. And life moved shockingly fast for him. And it was just a reminder that we have this one life. You don't know how long we have. 
But we have the gift of one life. And will we use it to do significant things or not? I believe within the church of Jesus Christ, we have the opportunity to really put a smile on the face of God and use this one life that's been given to me to do significant things. And so what are we doing here at Valley Point Church? Well, we're pointing people to real relationships and real significance. Everywhere that we go, this is now trickling out into our ministries. As a matter of fact, if you were to say, you know what, I want to be a, point, a part of Kid Point, our children's ministry. I want to volunteer there. I want to help out. If you were to be so brave as to do that, and many of you do, which I'm thankful for, if you were to go to one of their training events, guess what you're going to hear? Well, hey, we exist as a children's ministry to point kids to real relationships and real significance. If you were to say, you know what, I want to volunteer for On Point. This is our student ministry for 6th through 12th grade students. And I just want to be a part of that. And I want to encourage them. And I want to be involved in that ministry. If you were to do that and then go to a training event for On Point, guess what you're going to hear? Well, On Point exists to point students to real relationships, real significance. We have a first impressions team here. It's a great team. They welcome us. They smile at us. They hand us coffee. They give us a program. We love these individuals here at Valley Point Church. They do an incredible job. And if you were to say, you know what, I want to be a part of that team because I like saying hi to people and I like being involved in welcoming people and creating this type of atmosphere. I want to be a part of that. If you were to go to one of their trainings, guess what you're going to hear? As a team, we are here to point people to real relationships and real significance. This is happening everywhere in our organization. As a matter of fact, if you look at the signs to our bathrooms out in the lobby, it will say real relationships and real significance. Now, I don't know what that exactly means, but it's there. It's a part of our organization, and this is our what? What are we doing? Appointing people to real relationships and real significance. Now, how do we do that? which I think is the next natural question. That's our mission. We're pointing people to real relationships and real significance. How do we do that? Well, I want to roll out some we statements now. So here's how we accomplish this together. At Valley Point, we only do three things. Try to keep it really simple. And again, on task. So here's the three things that we do. We worship. And this is where we grow a relationship with God. That's what happens here on Sunday. One of the things I try to encourage you to do is that this should be happening, though, outside of Sunday. If you just respond to the greatness of God on Sunday, that's not enough time. What about Monday through Saturday? How are you responding to the greatness of God throughout the week where you live, work, and play? That should be happening. So how do we accomplish the what? Well, we worship. We also connect. And this is where we grow relationships with others through small groups, through next step classes, through volunteering on a team. We get the opportunity to connect and to get to know other people. Again, let's keep in mind, we weren't designed to live in isolation. We were designed to live in community with other people. And so this is a valuable thing. And we connect. What's the last part of how? Well, here it is. We go. We go. And this is where we have the chance to do significant things with that one life that God has given to us. So how do we accomplish the what? 
Oh, we worship, we connect, and we go. And that's pretty much all we do. We worship, we connect, and we go. And then you rinse and repeat. Just more worshiping, more connecting, and more going. And we're trying to stay on mission. We're trying to stay consistent with pointing people to real relationships and real significance as we zero in on these three hows. We worship, we connect, and we go. And this is all that we do. I want to talk about go for just a moment because I think this is a unique part of Valley Point Church. And I want to lean on this for just a few moments. You know, one of the ways that we go here and we do significant things is through our love days. We actually have a love day coming in September. It's next Sunday. And I would encourage you to take out that flyer you were given when you walked in the door. It describes what we're asking for you to bring with you next Sunday so that we can give all of this away to organizations that we're going to partner with. If you look at the sheet, you might say, you know what, we're collecting candy. That really doesn't seem that significant. Or that big of a deal? Well, if you continue to read, you will discover that we are giving away all of this candy. It's not for us. We're giving it away to City Team in Chester. This is an amazing organization that is working hard to repair and restore the city of Chester and those who are walking through their doors, the families and the children that are there who have great needs. And so they have an event coming, and we want to help them pull off that event with great success. And so we're asking for you to bring some things next week, bring some candy. We're going to package all that up, and we're going to give it to them. And they're going to have a great time at their family event because many of you will choose to do something significant. It might seem small, but it's not small to them. And I don't think it's small in the eyes of God either. You'll also notice on there we're doing some things to partner with some local police workers and men and women who are involved in protecting us, and we want to help them as well. And so there's a way that we can do that by collecting different things. And so I would encourage you to read through that and choose to use your life to do something significant. That's going to happen next Sunday. And let's just pack the lobby with a bunch of sugar that we're going to give away to help these other people, okay? That's, that's going. In October, we're going to actually have a Saturday serve day. And we do this every other month where we just say we're going to take two hours on a Saturday. We're going to gather at a Bethel Road campus. We're going to have breakfast together. We're going to pray. And there's several opportunities and organizations that we're going to actually go to in the community, and we're going to give them a few hours of our time to repair and restore and do whatever it is that they need us to do so that they can be a successful organization as they serve their communities. We want to help them do what they do in a more effective way. And so pay attention to that and know It's two hours on a Saturday. It's really not a big deal. It's really not. And so we need to kill those days and just get out there and serve our community and use this one life that we've been given, again, to do significant things. Right now, I want to let you know, we have five people from Valley Point Church in Smolensk, Russia. They left on Friday. It's one of our compassion trips for this year. They're there. They're going to be working with an orphanage and helping those kids and repairing and restoring and just doing all kinds of different things there. And I think they're going to have an amazing week, and I can't wait to hear how God uses them. They're actually working in a Valley Point feeding center in Smolensk. actually has our name. And they're there doing significant things. And you probably aren't going to know the names of these five individuals, 
but I want you to be praying for the Fab Five this week that are in Russia. They're working hard. Let's lift them up. All right, let's do that. Let's do that because they're giving their life away. If that's of interest to you, we have another compassion trip coming in 2017 to Guatemala, and it's just going to be a great thing. And again, if you want to do that, please think about it, sign up, and have fun with that. This is a way that we go. So everything we do here at Valley Point Church, it fits into one of those areas, or we just don't do it. We worship, we connect, and we go. That's the how. All right. So on the screen, you have the full map here. I want to encourage you to take out your program. I want you to do that now because I need you to draw a few things. So get that white napkin out. And I want you to start by drawing a couple of arrows. You see the arrow at the top and the arrow at the bottom. Arrows are just kind of fun and cool and they point to what we're supposed to be doing. So draw those arrows in. Some of you are staring at me. Supposed to be drawing. Draw those arrows, all right, on the napkin. There you go. And then I want you to think about the what, which is right there in the middle. It's our mission. And you can simply write down real relationships and real significance. If you want to fill in a little bit more, that's fine, but that's adequate. Real relationships and real significance. That is our what. And again, on the napkin, you can just write that down. This is how you can explain Valley Point Church in your own mind and to other people. That's what we're doing. Now, on the side over here, you see the how question. And I would encourage you to make a cloud or you really can do whatever you want. I don't care. But just write down how. And these three key words, this is how we accomplish the what. We worship, we connect, and we go. How do we accomplish the what? We worship, we connect, and we go. You can fill in the other language there, those we statements if you want. But I think if you write down those three words, that will be adequate. So that's the what, and that's the how. Now, here's what I'm really excited about. In the weeks to come, I'm going to share with you why. So why do we only do three things? It's because we value a few different things. I'm going to share that with you next week. Really excited about that. And then we're going to conclude by talking about the when. When are we successful? Like if we're living the map, here's what we're doing and here's how we do it and here's why we do it. How do we know we're successful? Right? Like I want to know that. As a follower of Jesus, how do I know I'm really doing a great job? How do I know I'm putting a smile on the face of God? I would like to know that. And I'm going to share some very practical things with you that I have never unpacked before. So that'll be new information for everybody. This is how we know when we're successful. And I think that's going to be a great week. So that's where we're headed with our white napkin Sundays. All right, does that make sense? Let me give you a few takeaways. Number one, know the what. Just know it. Pointing people to real relationships and real significance. Know it and don't be afraid of saying it. And then secondly, enjoy the how. Enjoy the how. You know, I think there should be joy as we approach our faith life. And I think there should be a lot of joy and happiness when it comes to church. Unfortunately, I know that's not a lot of people's experience 
But I really think as you approach your faith home and as you approach your church, there should be a measurable sense of joy with your family. I think that should be there. So we should be happy when we're in this place because we're pointing people to real relationships and real significance. Listen, I love this. I love Valley Point Church. I love you. And when I'm not here, I miss this so much. I just think there should be a measurable sense of joy when we're in this place. And that can happen when we understand what we're doing and how we do it, and why we're doing it. And so we're going to have a great time walking through our white napkin Sundays. Let me close just by saying this. Acts chapter 1, incredible chapter in Scripture. It really is. And I would encourage you on your own, read through that, dive into that, because what we discover, Jesus and his words, you, church, you, us, we've been given might, Strength and ability. That should really encourage us today. That's great news. We've been given power. And we've been given that power to do something, to live as sent ones. So what are we doing? Under Acts chapter 1? Well, here's the what. We're pointing people to real relationships and real significance. How do we do that? We worship, we connect, and we go. Father, we're thankful for this historical book in Scripture, book of Acts, written by Luke, and he gave us some great information about your final days here on earth. Kind of helped us to see this picture of you looking at those followers and saying, look, I'm leaving, I'm returning to my Father in heaven, but I'm going to give you a gift. It's the Holy Spirit. And when he arrives, he's going to give you power. And then you're going to have something to do. You're going to be my witnesses everywhere that you go. So God, I pray that you'd help us to take this challenge seriously. And then as we seek to live out Acts chapter 1 here at Valley Point by pointing people to real relationships and real significance as we worship, connect, and go, God, I pray that everywhere you take us, where we live, where we work, and where we play, that you would help us all from the students who are in the room to those who are in their senior years and everything in between, that, God, you would take all of us to help us function as a church that's doing it right, where lost people get found, found people grow up into their full spiritual potential, bored people find a purpose, lonely people find connection where the poor are served with dignity and where the community where the church is in the community surrounding Valley Point Church would receive help in practical ways God we want to be that kind of faith community so help us to be really sharp on our mission not to drift but to stay focused so we can keep doing what you have called us to do under what we see described here in Acts chapter 1. Bless us. Use us, we do pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We'd also love to have you join us on any Sunday morning as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 or 11 a.m.